when uh, you are telling them from your experience, from 17 years of doing this work every day, from working not only in Spain, but in, in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in France, and knowing more than 2,000 sex workers personally, a, a public representative uh, that tells you that she doesn't believe you because, you know, doesn't fit in her narrative, uh, given her zero days in experience on doing this job. That's not really a meaningful uh, participation. Hello and welcome to your Actives Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evi Chiori, and this week we're taking a deep dive into the report on regulating sex work adopted by the European Parliament. On Thursday, 14th of September, members of the European Parliament adopted a report on the regulation of prostitution. EU lawmakers are advocating for a common European approach and framing it as gender-based violence rather than sex work. They're also urging member states to decriminalize sex work and punish but not criminalize bias. The debate has sparked confrontation between sex workers and MEPs on how to regulate the sector. But what is the report really about? This report uh, underlines and, and make clear what are the really reasons why people end up in prostitution. And I think for me it's clear, first, it is poverty, it is social injustice, it is social inclusion, it is inequality, it is no employment opportunities, and so on, intersectional discrimination, no idea for the future, no education. Maria Neuchel is a German member of the European Parliament, with the group of the Progressive Alliance on Socialists and Democrats and rapporteur on the report on prostitution. Plus, there is a lack of safe and legal migration opportunities. This is uh, sometimes the way, uh, the way in prostitution. And sometimes stand families behind. Families who are uh, uh, say, uh, you have to bring money for us. The outcome was clear. We would like to have a, a stop of uh, um, a sex buy for sex buyers. We would like to have no possibility to buy sex, uh, a criminalization of sex buyers, but an end criminalization of the women in prostitution. We need more prevention. We need more ways out of uh, prostitution. It uh, encourages member states uh, to adopt a common European approach uh, to regulate uh, prostitution. And uh, it also frames prostitution as gender-based violence. Silvia Elena is Euractiv's journalist covering economy and social matters. Uh, and it does not refer to, to sex work because the basis of the report um, and the approach that the rapporteur, um, the social democrat uh, MEP Maria Neuchel adopted for this report uh, is really not to see prostitution as a job, as a normal job, uh, and to try to eradicate prostitution uh, from, uh, from the society. So the idea of the report is um, to offer more exit strategies to people in prostitution and to also encourage the punishment of clients uh, in an effort to reduce demand for prostitution. So what does the European Parliament's vote tell us about the overall positions on sex work? We had 531 MEPs voting this report. That means that uh, 234 uh, uh, voted in favor and, um, and a total of 297 voted against or abstained. Sabrina Sanchez is director of the European Sex Workers Alliance and founder of OTRAS, the sex union trade in Spain. 
This means that this, uh, 56% of the MEPs didn't really approve this, uh, this, this report. Yes, it passed, uh, but uh, what uh, MEP Neuchel claims is that she represents the majority, but we can see from um, these numbers that that is not true. It does show that there is legislators, uh, parliamentarians, that want to adopt reports without actually listening to the sex workers, and I find that quite sad. Karen Melchior is a Danish member of the European Parliament with the Renew Europe Group and focuses on equal rights. The majority that has uh, voted the report through has cherry-picked facts showing that criminalization of the buyers of sex work decreases the amount of people being abused and trafficked and involved in sex work. Uh, however, as it's cherry-picked to suit their arguments, it doesn't uh, show the full picture. For Sabrina, who has been involved in a full-service sex work for 18 years, the vote on the report weighs differently. So does the vote affect sex workers in practice? Any form of criminalization of our work uh, harms uh, sex workers per se. It has been demonstrated by many research from uh, UNAIDS, from the World Health Organization, from Amnesty International, from different different uh, well-renamed uh, uh, international organizations that asking for criminalizations, even if it's clients or third parties, uh, in the end affects uh, sex workers because the, the argument is here that they don't criminalize or penalize directly sex workers, but uh, it's if you criminalize or or, uh, or 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 punish one of the parts of this commercial uh, commercial operation, that is what it is, like any other job uh, in this capitalistic system, uh, you are criminalizing the other side uh, necessarily. It's it's impossible. It's an an oxymoron, and it's not real saying that you're decriminalizing one side while you're criminalizing the necessary other side of, of this uh, operation. And it's uh, damaging because uh, this uh, report uh, was based in, in uh, totally uh, assumptions uh, that have not come from reality, is not based in any credible research, and, and it's a, a totally biased toward uh, to, to fit into a certain narrative that only uh, wants to um, uh, address uh, uh, social economic uh, questions and problems with the criminal code. The report is urging member states to follow the Nordic model, a regulatory approach to sex work in Sweden, Ireland and France. But what is the Nordic model and why was it initially proposed in the report on prostitution regulation? The Nordic model is a regulatory approach to sex work, uh, which is currently uh, in place in Sweden, Ireland and France. Um, And it is an approach that criminalizes the buyers of sex services, as well as the third parties involved in or organization of um, the selling of sex services. And um, it decriminalizes people in uh, prostitution. So it decriminalizes the sex workers. And this is an approach that aims at reducing demand, uh, while also providing exit strategies for sex workers. It was initially included in the report, but then uh, it was uh, uh, left out because it was not voted by the majority of MEPs during the plenary vote. 
For MEP Neuchel, the report could open a new discussion and perception of laws when it comes to sex work. A reducing of the bias is the same as reducing demand. And we have to understand that bias is the same wording as demand. Uh, and the reason why we have the worldwide situation for women, it's not only a situation in, in, in Europe, it's a situation worldwide. It could be start a new idea and a new thinking about prostitution. And I hope there are laws in the future, uh, uh, will bring laws in the future, for example, in Germany. I'm from Germany and it's a shame for me to see the liberalization situation in Germany. It's a shame for me to see uh, the situation for women in prostitution. We have to change the situation in Germany and in different uh, other member states. And the report has sparked an intense discussion about it. But what are some of the criticisms from both sex workers and certain MEPs regarding the report's preparation and content? The main criticism is that this report wasn't done with a, in a meaningful consultation with us. Yes, we, I personally had a meeting with, uh, with uh, MEP Neuchel, and but it's uh, a little bit like the case, and I'm going to make a, a perfect parallelistic here, like uh, this um, NFL uh, coach uh, from Miami Dolphins that sued uh, the league for you know for this they must have and interviews for for black coaches to these positions and they're just ticking the box and this is the same thing they just tick the box and of course it's all recorded in the transparency record that yes we had a meeting but when when uh, you are telling them uh, from your experience from 17 years of doing this work every day from meeting from working not only in Spain but in in Belgium in the Netherlands in France and knowing uh, more than 2000 sex workers personally a, a public representative uh, that tells you that she doesn't believe you because you know doesn't fit in her narrative uh, given her zero days in experience on doing this job that's not really a meaningful uh, participation. This not uh, this just putting us there to you know to cover the file and an argument that yes yes we were consulted yes but we our our saying was not not taken in cons- in any consideration. Also another uh, criticism for this report is the terrible and bad quality. How is it written? It's not taken in consideration. Uh, studies from from worker organization from UNAIDS about the the effect on criminalizing sex workers and they are uh, uh, misinterpreting uh, researches for example by Europol were saying that uh, where those countries where countries were regulated uh, trafficking has uh, increased you know and when you go to the to that uh, to that research and read the letter you realize it's not what they're saying what Europol is saying. So, so this is a, an openly biased uh, uh, report that has no, no base for, for uh, recommending what it's been recommending. For MEP Melchior, there is an important issue with the report, as it doesn't distinguish between victims of trafficking, victims and abuse, and adults that voluntarily engage in sex work. The report frames sex work as abuse in and of itself. And the problem is that The way that the report is written, it doesn't distinguish between victims of trafficking, victims and abuse, and adults that voluntarily engage in sex work. And I think this is quite patronizing towards people involved in sex work and prostitution. Just use of the word prostitution rather than sex work is patronizing and a little bit sort of stigmatizing in and of itself. And that is 
one of the points that I find highly problematic uh, with the report. It creates a frame of discussion that is patronizing and demeaning to the people that we're talking about. And the intense discussion on the report has moved from the parliament to the feminist movement itself, with some viewing prostitution as exploitation, while others emphasize the right and recognition of sex workers. The all approach to prostitution creates a divide in, uh, within the feminist movement. On the one side, for prostitution from, is seen as um, exploitation of uh, women's body. And um, some MEPs during the, the weeks preceding the plenary vote were really vocal about this, um, this issue. They, in particular, some really uh, used also very vocal uh, language, for instance, um, During the plenary debate preceding the vote, um, some MEPs said explicitly that prostitution is paid rape. And on the other uh, side, you have women and uh, sex workers and MEPs that really don't see prostitution necessarily as gender-based violence. They don't see it necessarily uh, as violence. They recognize that there are some people uh, who decide to work as sex workers. Um, and uh, they also argue that they should, uh, should, be, um, should have all the rights as, uh, you know, the social uh, benefits, uh, pension. And uh, they, they disagree with the approach taken by the report. And while the report lacks legislative impact, It serves as a potential legal basis for national parliaments to advocate for a specific approach to regulating sex work. At the same time, the report could influence the discourse and perspectives on societal policies and issues. The report carries no legislative effect. It will not bring to a regulation. It will not bring to any specific laws. But it can be used as an argument, as a legal basis for uh, maybe national parliaments, national members of, uh, of parliaments to try to push for a, a regulation of prostitution with this specific uh, approach. Um, and at the same time, it's true that uh, own initiative reports in the parliament, they do not have uh, a very strong power on uh, decision-making processes but they do carry some power in terms of uh, discourse, in terms of how we see, how we approach uh, certain policies, certain issues in our society. Um, it, and they could also influence other um, legislation that is currently being negotiated, uh, such as the um, Directive uh, on um, Violence Against Women. However, at the center of the dialogue must be people involved in sex work, as they are often the most vulnerable group and are exposed to abuse. There is a lot of stigma and there is a lot of prejudice uh, regarding the discussion about sex work. And I think this report is a prime example of this. I would wish that we could move past this and actually look at the health right activists and the human rights activists that have been working with sex workers and marginalized people across the world and victims of trafficking and listen to what they have to say, how we protect and include um, the people involved in sex work better rather than ch coming with our own presumptions and our own feelings about it uh, and legislating on the basis of that. And that's all for this week. I am Evi Kiori and this was Euroactive's Beyond the Byline podcast. Visit Euroactive to stay on top of the latest news, sign up to our podcast newsletter and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. 
Thank you for tuning in and until next week.